Welcome back, everyone. Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Whitetail Wednesday. This is episode number eight, I believe. I think so. And I am joined with Trevor from Heathen Outdoors. We're in Trevor's dungeon, the abyss. <laughs> We're going to be going through some pretty cool stuff. So I kind of wanted to wait this past week. Um, it's going to be kind of two weeks for me, just given my whole schedule and what I got going on in my life. But uh, when I'm getting back out in the whitetail woods, it's going to be for bow and it's going to be for the late season. Everyone's just finishing up muzzleloader right now. So my intel hasn't been great, but I have some people that have been around and they've been hunting the past few weeks, um, kind of even in some areas where there, it's just bows only. And I've got Trevor with me today to talk about his kind of past few weeks of experience and what he's going to expect going into the the week's end of the season. Yeah, the closing so. weeks here. It's coming on. I can't believe it's almost over. It's unreal. So, welcome abroad. How have the past couple weeks been for you? Actually, oh, talk, talk to me about your muzzleloader season. Sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can look around at muzzleloader past... Or a shotgun for me, actually. Shotgun. Yeah. Seasons passed, like, shotgun buck, shotgun buck, shotgun buck. Really only have one decent archery buck on the wall. Got a bunch of weird ones out in the shop, but... Yeah, I seen a live, in the flesh, a single fawn over seven days of hunting. Actually, I lied. I seen a little forkhorn on the Saturday, but I gave up the shotgun hunt on the Saturday. Love the four corns. Yeah. But I went to a WMU where I could bow hunt, so that doesn't count as a shotgun hunt. Sighting as far as I'm concerned because I was hunting with my bow. Yeah. <laughs> so it was useless. So you did the same week. You did the first week in November? Yeah. Yeah. The first controlled there in Ontario. Uh, it's the second to the ninth, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Second week in November. How did. Um, so shotgun sucking. How did your week after of bow season go didn't even get out didn't even get out that week terrible yeah it was terrible hurt my back i was planning on doing actually i did get out with queener but i just didn't i couldn't even draw my bow i tried i hurt my back at work i couldn't even hold my bow up or pull the rope back and it was terrible so i basically got a week plus one day in sweet november hunted it's just been a typical 2020 <laughs> <laughs> buddy just terrible since, since the last podcast like i might have to rename this instead of whitetail wednesday i'm gonna rename it uh sucking 2020 <laughs> yeah. instead of bear camp relived <laughs> yeah for me anything I, anytime i'm on a podcast it's always <laughs> about something that sucks dropping your ball at bear camp didn't oh, kill a bear boy. you know whitetail season this year can't uh can't hit nothing with my bow either. Shoulder bladed that big buck that you came out and helped me track. Never found him. Missed a couple does. Too many lattes slinging arrows the night before. Shooting 20 yards with a 60-yard pin. Just rookie mistakes. Solid rookie mistakes. <laughs> yes. Well, aside from, like, you are... I mean, you're old as dirt, and you've been doing this longer than I have. But uh, aside from being good at sucking for 2020, what um, 
like you, you did have a good day out in the gully property. Yeah. Uh, and that was, Saturday. I guess, that was the last break, right? The last break we had for Bo. Yeah, so what was a... that like and what kind of activity did you see? Kind of because that was, as far as I'm concerned, my area, I seen that to be the peak rut. Um, like the the week right after the first hunt? Yeah, well, what whatever. No, it would have been after the second hunt, right? Because we're on the third hunt. Right yeah, now. we're on the third hunt. Yeah, so um, a week ago tomorrow. I sat down in the gullies again. I got there as early as I could anyways. And it, uh, as I was walking back, I ended up having to sit. At the, I literally sat down on the sand at the edge of the forest because I could just hear deer walking around on top of a, this plateau that I was planning on walking across and tipping off the top of the, like off the, off the top down and partway down the gully to sit and to watch, um, Watch the one north-facing side of this uh, embankment of this ridge, right near where I shot that uh, that big buck that I hit in the shoulder blade back on the 24th of October. So uh, after the deer in the dark finally stopped making noise, I proceeded down there quietly, and I wasn't set up in my stand with everything ready to go till well after daylight, and I didn't see anything till probably. I think it was around 11:30 when I first seen my first set of deer, and when I seen them, I mean, there was there was eight of them, and one decent decent buck, like mid 130s to mid 140s in that area. Like he was 75, 80, 80 yards away on top of the gully, and he crossed down about maybe 150 yards down the, the bottom of the gully, and I watched him go up that. Well, you were there, yeah. That middle, that one quad path right in the middle ridge there. Yep. He went down to the creek on the bottom of the north side of that and up over the top, but he was definitely, definitely nosing does along. And then it was about 15 minutes later, another probably 130 class buck came right down the exact same trail. The other buck and doe went down, and there was other does running around too that were in amongst all that. So, like, that was definitely a chasing scene, like full rut activity, finding the last does. You can see five does, and they're chasing the one that late in the season. It's it's getting to an end, but they're still there. So definitely, a, definitely a cool experience. What um? So we're, what what kind of stage do you think we're at right now? Um, honestly, I because our like here in Ontario, we got such a terrible buck to doe ratio. You you'll see. You could see breeding, I think, in January. Like, they say a doe will come through cycle every 45 days, no matter, like, until they get bred. Like, so, like, there's so many does out there. And, and you also see a lot of young, a lot of the younger bucks are, are breeding does because there are so many does and not as many bucks for whatever reason, or there's just not as many deer per acre like what you would see like say the midwest or ohio or like i mean pennsylvania is just crazy like you see you see 30 deer a night sitting mm -hmm. there but and it also like as you know it changes from area to area like your area is a lot different than mine and yeah the, I, I like uh everyone that i jump on with I, I certainly appreciate everyone jumping on with but i think i definitely favor um the intel i get from you on the daily is or per hunt i should say is because it's it's so drastic in, 
I mean, really from your properties to mine, it's an hour. Uh, some of them are within 25 minutes, but I mean, yeah, there, there's so much variance there. When me and you had gotten out, I think the third week of October, we seen chasing like no other. Yeah. Right. And that, I thought that was crazy. I thought like, holy crap, I did not expect to see one 140 or 150 inch buck tonight. Two, I didn't think I was going to see three more 130 inch deer running around the field is what it felt like. Yep. And does just being chased around everywhere. When I go back to my property and I'm just starting to see those two year olds, a lot more does, lots of fawns following, or even that little split where the fawns are breaking off from the does because they're, they're starting to get chased. But I mean, just, just the change is so crazy from me to you, our properties. I like that a lot. So it's nice to hear what you got going on in your area. Yeah. And like, well, so that property you're talking about, which is not very far from where I live, the one I was at in the gully. So that's 25 minutes south of me. You know what I mean? Like it's, and <laughs> to tell you the truth, I haven't hunted, I haven't hunted the deer farm and I don't know how long. Like right here in town, like yeah, I, veggie was the last one out there, I think. Yeah, like I, so people, we haven't had anybody in that property hunting f- since October. So I'm hoping late season in there is going to be just on fire. Mm-hmm. So should be good, but we'll see what the what the sign says. And given your years of experience, what are like what signs are you hunting? How do you always go into this time of year if this is what you're doing? <laughs> just fly around by the seat of my pants right now like it's it's so hard because um at that property they it the, everything gets tilled underneath so you're looking for natural brows or anything or some some guys a lot of guys run bait and stuff like that i've run bait there before I've never been successful over a pile of bait other than getting great intel and with trail cameras and cool trail camera videos and stuff like that but um yeah i just I mean, well, that buck right there, that 150 class buck there, I shot him on the last day of the season. I'd seen him for a week, but we had a lot of snow and it was cold, right? So they were really off rutting programs and they were bedding the food. And I just happened to be in the right spot on this, on the path back to food one night. And I shot him with about 10 minutes left of daylight. So it's not like it was a two o'clock in the afternoon thing but we did see him that morning at like 9 a.m coming back from food as well in the in about the same area so i didn't i didn't want to get in too close to him for that one but i mean that was in 2012 when we shot that one so um do you have a i'm reading a few threads and i've seen lots of folks posting over hunting certain times going into this like kind of last phase i guess um the way I see it is a lot of deer will be out on food sources this time of year. Should be. So for me, um, kind of entering on a food source, i.e. walking walk in a cornfield to get back into the bush, which for the most part, that is a lot of my setups. My morning hunts right now are not like ideal. I know those deer are going to be in the field. I mean, likewise, when me and you went out October 3rd, we bumped three bucks out of bed. And I, I kind of called that walking into that property. Now, yeah, I always did. see that coming into this late season as well. So I try and avoid those morning hunts. What do you, do you figure you like to hunt more? Like you got a lot more bush properties where you hunt a lot more of the hardwoods. 
I've always kind of been on the field edge. I haven't like this year's really my biggest year. I've experimented with going deep down in the hardwoods. I mean, it's paid off. Like I've, I've seen a lot more mature bucks, a lot of bigger bucks. Um, I mean, cause they're just not making those mistakes that the two year olds are. No, they definitely don't venture out into at a cover very often. Not so around do you, here. Do you go in mornings still? Are you going to kind oh, of yeah. focus on evenings? No, no. I see. Um, I see deer all the time in the mornings. I see deer at night. Like, um, I don't know how many times I've been walking in, you know, cause it's obviously getting darker a lot early th- this time of year, especially when we get a big cold snap. Like if you get a, if you get a dra- drastic change in temperature, a big drop, like I think if you're going to be hunting in the afternoon, you need to be in that stand by between noon and one o'clock because it's dark at five, five thirty. lots of times. You know what I mean? Like, clear sunny day it's 5 30 max like if it's overcast and looking like it's going to snow a little bit like you're lucky to see anything at 10 yeah, after absolutely. five like so if you want a decent get in there at one o'clock that's only a four hour sit that's nothing compared I to myself what, getting down early a lot this year yeah or no. th- this time of year just because of the gray skies the dark skies i'm like 15 minutes i can't see my pins that's, yeah that's yeah and that's 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 an ethic thing like there's some guys will sit there until they're clock says it's done but then that's when you get a lot of a lot of belly shot deer and deer that are wounded and not found or deer that are wounded and you know then they show their wounds the following year by having goofy antlers on their opposite side or whatever mm-hmm. or you know they just, gross or yeah or they just there. they just they survive a couple weeks and end up one being taken down by coyotes or just die a slow painful death like it's it's up to us to make sure we're taking clean ethical smart shots mm-hmm. and you know dispatch these critters as fast as we can like that's that's what it's all about so you gotta pay pay the animals respect all the respect we can so yeah yeah well hopefully now now that the last muzzleloader week shotgun week's over with oh, two more days can't wait it's time to get back after it and go hard and I know we all, the three of us, me, you, and Chris, we went hard from the beginning of the season. And uh, I'm going to be doing that for this late season for sure. There's a couple bucks that I would love to get my hands on. Yeah, like I've, I've definitely uh, definitely had my trials and tribulations for the this season so far. But by far, 2020 has been my best year for seeing mature animals. And mm-hmm. like just, I, I would second that. it's just... Like, it's just been – I've let some animals walk that I should have probably shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as, yeah, yeah. As the trail camera and the and some of the footage I got shows. But, I mean, you know it's what? And, and Years of experience. It's, it's years of experience and, like, knowing the properties and going off the intel that we started seeing that night where we come out from uh, another set a little, little ways away and we – got back to the trucks and there's you know we walked around that corner of the bush and blew a deer out mm-hmm. and we walked another 10 feet and all we could smell was rutting buck we're like yeah. wow like yeah. that's that was mind-boggling and then we get get driving out of the laneway and the headlights shine across the field and it's just racks upon racks upon racks and a whole bunch more set of ears and yeah i don't know we sat there for 40 minutes with deer in the headlight walking back chasing around back and forth looking through binoculars right like it was just a cool experience too bad we couldn't get footage of that yeah it was uh i had seen uh we were just talking about that amazon fire stick so i was watching the outdoor channel yesterday and i was watching uh drury's 
and um, one of the older cats had said, uh, I think it was maybe Mark, had said, you know, you don't come out of the gates. Because I, I see, and I, I say this because I see a lot of people commenting, I don't see mature bucks, right? So as to your comment seeing more mature bucks this year, they said right out of the gates, you don't you don't come out hunting a 160-inch deer your first year. You know, I've no, only been doing this not. eight years. Eight years, and I mean, if I had seen a little six-point, I would have been floored. Like, I remember I seen, and there's a video on my Facebook. I'll dig it out sometime. There's a nice eight-point buck. He might be 130 inches at best. I was literally, like, I had my second stick up eight years ago, and I was shitting, like, holy crap. Like, th- there's a buck. I never even seen a buck in my life. Yeah. Like, I always see deer, but I never seen a buck like that. Like, that thing's huge. Yeah. Right? And now it's just, like, you know, I, I've had had ample times where i could have shot 130 inch deer this year and slowly slowly those deer go by and you're kind of like oh man did i just do that yeah you don't come out of the gate hunting 160 inch whitetail no you, you not 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 in ontario anyways you like, come out of the gate learning the ways of learn everything learn the pattern of deer learn Absolutely. what learn their behavior where they're gonna come like so for this guy, for instance, this 140-inch class deer, very first buck I shot, I was 16 years old. You know what I mean? Shot that deer 19 years ago, this November. Like, unreal. Absolutely. And, like, like you're looking at that, and you wouldn't think you're, – you're thinking that's a bigger – like, he's not 140 yet. What did I say? He was 138 and 7 yeah. eighths or something like that. So, it's a, you're, you're an inch and an eighth out of being a 140-inch deer. It's basically a 140-class deer. Beautiful buck. Probably the still today – the biggest bodied buck I've ever killed in my life. Like, didn't have a scale, but if I could find the old 35-millimeter printed photo of that thing and me hanging on to that deer, like, that thing was an absolute giant. This mount doesn't do it justice at mm-hmm. all. You know what uh, I mean? I, I called them at a, a mid-140s. Yeah. Yeah. When like, you asked me. So, I mean, these are... Mature deer. That's, oh, that, that was a five-year-old deer. Absolutely. Absolutely five-year-old deer. Like, his body was huge. Never seen anything bigger. I don't think there's a three-and-a-half-year-old buck in here. I, uh, really don't. That, I think that one might be that one He's got a lot of mass. Left. He's he got some mass. a lot of mass and he, a lot of funky growth. Is like he had, a, he had a big body on him, too. I could show you pictures of him. But this guy, like, second year hunting. I'd shot a doe the year before. This guy stepped out. I had, you know, he... I just worked the sign and hunted the sign and sat down in my spot. I'd sat there all week. Well, I shouldn't say all week. I shot him on Tuesday morning, second day of the season, and he stepped out and he actually came out to the old, the old school tanks number sixty nine, doing rut buckler, and I had like seven film containers on the ground with cotton swabs and that stuff poured into it. I remember saving up my. Not really saving, but like ref and hockey games. But that's how I used to fund all my hunting. Ref, ref and an hockey hour. games. Yeah. Well, no, you made good money refing. Like, but and like you, you see that, and then it was like the next year after I shot that, I was, I was the big cocky guy letting a little, you know, six point, six pointer walk. I let him walk two days in a row. The third day I shot him. <laughs> it's like I can't let you walk anymore. So, yeah. like it. You, you can see it you can see it uh starting to happen even back in those days like and then i was just letting other deer start letting them walk down and now i'm letting deer like that walk for some mm-hmm. reason like 
stupid, but like I said, I've been doing it for 20 years. I, I want years I want to break that 160 mark, and mm-hmm. it's just a goal of mine. And if it happens this year, can't wait. Like, if it doesn't happen this year, hopefully next year is better. Like, yeah. I don't know how big that one is that I shoulder bladed down in the gullies, but I got to put him somewhere, inch somewhere near the 140s, the 150 mark. That's and a being an deer. additional tag, that was that would have been cool. But I'd have been just as happy to put it on a big old slick head too. So, yeah. Which I'm kind of hoping I still do. Yeah. I'll be hunting down there quite a bit. Yeah. Here and, and I'm done work. If I don't get laid off before then, I'm done work on the 21st. So count your blessing. Count my blessings exactly. I'm hunting from the 21st to the 31st, <laughs> except for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I'll yeah, go out yeah. morning and Christmas Eve maybe, but. Yeah. No, I. Uh, it, it's a good way to put that is you don't come out of the gates like that no it's a, it's a lot of experience so but it's hard in ontario don't like that's hard. the other thing if you're hunting ontario you know there may be a select few people in the province that have like their own little mini iowa going on where they're locked down <laughs> by wow it's true like where they, they they're <laughs> yeah, hunting yeah, a select few properties locked down by either conservation or people who absolutely despise hunters you know what I mean? Yeah. Because those people are out there, and you and I both know one of these people, and they, they're they very successful Yeah. on really yeah. big whitetails. You know what I mean? And really it comes down to if the general public that's out there hunting wants to see these 150-inch deer, because we have great genetics here. Absolutely. you got to let those two, three, and sometimes even the four-year-olds walk. Like if everybody bumped back for five years and only shot four-year-olds, in five years' time, it'd be unreal. And then if yeah. we said, okay, forget about four-year-olds, now we're only going to shoot five-year-olds, and did that for five years, we'd all be shooting 160, 170-inch deer because the genes are here, the food is here, and our deer are so much bigger Huge. than the deer. Like, even, even say, like, the Midwest. Like, our Ontario deer are bigger than those deer. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how many times you're watching these TV shows, these pros, I mean – unless all they do is juice at the gym all week long because I know myself and I'm a pretty big lad. I couldn't grab onto that deer or that deer and drag it out of the bush by myself. Even my buck this year, I, like, I exactly. needed you were cleaner out there to help me drag it. Cause I tried pulling them. Exactly. I got maybe five feet. I don't know. Maybe they got, maybe they got some kind of Iowa slick grass or something going on <laughs> over there. Like keep them thin. Yeah. <laughs> but like this, I don't know what's going on, but like, I can't drag deer like those guys can. Maybe like, and then the boys in Saskatchewan, like, oh, good yeah. night. Yeah, that them things are tanks. Yeah, you get three hundred twenty pound deer on hoof, three hundred fifty pound deer on hoof. Like those are big animals. Oh, absolutely. So, but yeah, that's says that what it is. Don't. I mean, if everybody does hunt their hard, part, hunt sign, hunt sign, hunt hard, and most important part, have fun and be safe. Absolutely. That's like that's Very just key. it. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the trophy is in the eyes of the beholder, and I'll never knock anybody for shooting a deer that they're happy with. But people are shooting four corns and two-year-olds and small three-year-olds and then complain about a guy who shoots a big, you know what I mean? Because we've all seen it on social media, chirp a guy who shoots a giant buck. I honestly, like, like even with all the crap that's going on in 2020, I got to say, and this is why I'm talking about it so much, and I have in a couple episodes now, is just because I feel like 2020 has been the worst year for ripping guys apart. 
Oh yeah. Via, via social pages, like yeah, man, I can't. You know, I two two year old buck. Hey, man, there are a lot of nice two year old bucks out there. Believe me, I've let a lot of them go this year. Yeah. There's nothing wrong for shooting it. Absolutely not. No. But if no. you are concerned about there being a 160 inch buck on your property, you gotta you gotta figure out what whitetail management is. Yeah, absolutely. You. Absolutely. So, like, and if you don't know anything about it, do yourself a favor and start researching the QDMA of Canada. Absolutely. You know, very re- informative. Yeah. Read a couple articles. Read some. You can read some good tips on how to make your property that much more better and more attractive to big animals and big bucks. Mm-hmm. And it'll also help with rabbits, turkeys. And, well, when you help it with rabbits and turkeys, it's going to help it for coyotes. But everybody needs to do their part in January 1, start dumping dogs, too. Them devil dogs need to go. Yeah. There's in the many. worst way. There's so, so many. Yeah. That's what that's what we're going to be doing next year. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, you guys, hopefully, will you check out the uh, the live here. This is going to be posted for you guys tomorrow uh, for Saturday. So thanks for joining in. No Appreciate problem, Appreciate that. And um, best of luck to the guys that are finishing up this weekend and the gun hunts and to everyone else that's out there. And reminder, if you want to jump in on a podcast, tell your story unsuccessful or successful talk about tips tricks and whatever else you want to talk about hunting in the outdoors be happy to hear it i'm going to be running the whitetails wednesday series until uh december 30th and then we'll be shutting her down so if you want to jump in send me a dm on instagram facebook you can also check out the page at www.ontariooutdoorpursuit.com check out the new swag i have available three quarters hoodies and tees are now available and stay tuned. Tukes are on their way to keep your noggin warm for the rest of the season. Thank you guys very much, and we will see you next week. Yeah, we'll take it easy, guys.